how does one of the top realtors in the country use market statistics to stay ahead of the competition? We're going to find out today. Stay tuned. This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Real Geeks. How many homes are you going to sell this next year? And do you have the right tools? Is your website turning soft leads into interested buyers? And are you spending money on leads that aren't converting? We'll find out why agents across the country come to Real Geeks as their technology partner. Real Geeks was created by an agent for agents. They pride themselves on delivering realtors a real estate sales and marketing solution to generate more business. Real Geeks is easy to use. Their websites are fast and built for lead conversion with a smooth search experience for the end user. Real Geeks is mobile friendly, delivering an excellent user experience on the go. Real Geeks includes an easy-to-use CRM, so once your leads sign up on your website, you can track their interest and have great follow-up triggers. Real Geeks is loaded with tons of marketing tools to nurture your leads and increase your brand awareness. Visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod and find out why realtors come to Real Geeks to generate more business. Again, visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod. This episode is also brought to you by Rebly Aerial Maps. An aerial retail map can sell a commercial listing before an investor ever sees the property. But creating retail maps takes hours, robbing you of time you could spend selling real estate. And if you're tired of spending late nights scouring the internet for retailer logos to populate your commercial real estate map, or you're tired of paying a designer hundreds of dollars to do it for you, well, you'll love Rebly. Now, Rebly is a real estate map generator that lets you create custom designed professional aerial retail maps for your commercial sales flyers and listing appointments in minutes, not hours. Simply enter the subject's property address, auto-populate nearby retailer logos with the click of a button, and download your aerial retail map. Rebly turns the headache of creating commercial property maps into a quick five-minute task so you can spend less time making maps and more time making money. So get your first aerial retail map for free today by visiting rebly.com. That's R-E-B-L-I-E.com and sign up for an account. No credit card required. And now on to our show. to Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made for real estate agents and by real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I'm your guide and host through the show. And today on the show is our monthly series called the Monday Market Minute with Carrie McCormick from the Carrie McCormick Real Estate Group with At Properties here in Chicago. Now, Carrie is a top 1% producer with over 20 years of experience helping buyers, sellers, and investors. In fact, in the past 12 months, out of 46,000 real estate agents here in the Chicago area, she is in the top 15, not 15%, the top 15 out of that entire 46,000. She's a true superstar and an expert in everything from first-time home buyers, veteran investors, and luxury properties. She also works with a lot of developers and is often chosen to represent their high-end developments. Now, please visit Carrie at her website, which is carriemccormickre.com. Also, follow her on Instagram at Estate. Both of those links are in our show notes. Carrie, welcome once again to the show. Thank you, as always. 
All right. Well, what's what's happening right now? I we, it's we, it's now the end of September. We're moving into the last quarter. And um, what are you what are you thinking about? Like, what's what's big in your world right now? Yeah. So obviously, you know, we're headed towards the end of the year. So there's always a big push to to finish out the year strong. And as everyone's been talking about, we've had a significant market shift. Um, so, you know, those of us who've been in the industry for a long time, I've been in the industry for 22 years, you know, we know how to pivot, right? And it's important that we pay attention to the market and we do that. Um, one thing I do consistently is, you know, research on the market and reading different articles and different, you know, facts about it. And one thing I just wanted to share with everyone that's here in Chicago is I, we have the Chicago Association of Realtors, of course, and we have these, what we call fast stats, um, these are very informative, um, it, you know, stats on the market, and it can drill down to all over Chicago to specific neighborhoods. And I always find that these are a great resource of information. And it's interesting. I was talking to a colleague when I usually pull these, all of these numbers, you probably can't see them, but, you know, we're all these big pluses of inventory and, you know, the amount of contracts and pricing. It was always these double digit um, plus numbers. And now I look at it, I pulled it this morning, they're all negative. <laughs> so we've got, yeah. you know, negative listings coming in the market. We've got under contract is down, home for sale is down. So we've got um, obviously, you know, indications of shifts in the market. But instead of focusing um, this time on this market shift, I wanted to talk about what we can do as brokers during this time, right? And as we hold on to our inventory and we've got our inventory here, some of the stuff is not moving, right? Some of our listings are not moving. So what can we do? And I think the number one thing to, to do is to do a price change. And all of us know when we approach a seller and say, we need to talk, you know, they know that we're coming to them with a price change. But before we go into the price change, I always like to make sure that we've exhausted every other avenue. And, you know, part of it is going to be the number one thing is communication, right? So all along from the start of your listing, you've got to communicate with the sellers on what is going on. Because again, once you get to the point where you do need to ask for a price change, there's been the communication with them. So, you know, one way to communicate with them is through current CMAs is give them an update of what's happening in the market, what is selling, what is not selling, so that they are engaged with what's happening in the market. Um, also feedback from all of the showings is, you know, after a showing, obviously you have immediate feedback from the buyers, but follow up with that agent, you know, one or two times to find out, you know, where did they buy? Why didn't they buy this house? What is it? And communicate that information over to the sellers. Again, the more information you give to them, you know, makes them feel like they, they're engaged. They know that you're engaged in their listing and that you're trying everything possible. I, I love that. I, I, oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to say, I love that because this idea of keeping the sellers informed and saying, Hey, um, I'm, I'm going to chase these agents after the showing and make sure that I have a good sense of what they liked, mm -hmm. maybe where they thought we could do some improvement, if any, and just their overall thoughts. And we'll start to see if there's some trends that emerge. Right. Um, and I think that's amazing. Yeah. So that's, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's easier said than done, but I do think it's an important 
um, part of it. And then ineffective marketing. So sometimes, you know, we, we launch a marketing plan for a home and then after a few weeks, it kind of dies down. So you really do have to relook at your marketing and see what's working and what's not working. And part of that is reevaluating sometimes the photos that are being used. Um, you know, I just reordered the um, photos in one of my listings because it, one of my listings has a beautiful view of the lake. But the way I initially set up the listing was it went from the foyer to the kitchen to the living room. And once you get to the living room, that's where these beautiful views take place, right? And I thought, okay, so obviously I'm not capturing someone online. Why are they not coming to see this property. So I reordered the picture to put the view first, even though it didn't make sense, you know, when you walk into the home, but that is that, that million dollar view. So I switched yeah. up the order of the pictures. I switched them up in all of my marketing campaigns, made that view the first and foremost picture. Guess what? We had a showing this morning, you know, so, wow. you know, people's attention, as we know, is very short so if they get to picture four and I've not engaged them, they'll swipe right next and go to the next property. So we have yeah. to think about, you know, how is our marketing resonating with the buyer and really just kind of taking a deep dive into each of your listings of, you know, why, why are buyers not calling or why are they not buying this property? So again, sometimes it's, it's good to set it and just go, but if it's not selling, you got to change something, right? So marketing is, is one of them. That's a really good one too. I, I was thinking about this because interiors can always be modified, right? Like whether somebody likes the paint or the flooring or the fixtures or whatever, the furniture in the, in the, in the pictures that all can be changed and altered. But if you've got a million dollar view, what's the harm in putting it, you know, right outside, like the first photos, typically the exterior, second photo, million dollar view, and right. they're going to get to the interior after that. Anyway, I think that's a really smart, smart play. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, is when there's interior or exterior condition issues, meaning there's flaking paint or you have dead grass or um, cracks in a window or something, you know, there's defects in the property. Um, when a buyer comes in to see that, you know, sellers sometimes say, oh, well, we'll fix it once the house is sold or we'll get to that. You know, a, a seller's lived in a home for years and they just don't see what we see coming in. And that could turn off a buyer. You know, a buyer doesn't look at it so much as, oh, no, I've got to replace the grass or I've got to paint. Sometimes they think, well, does this seller take care of this house? Right. You know, and okay, they're not taking care of their lawn or they're not taking care of the broken window. What else are they not taking care of? So even though these are small fixes or easy fixes, um, it just, it leaves a bad impression with the buyer. So my recommendation is always just get it fixed, <laughs> just yeah. get it taken care of. And I know that's a hard one because I too have sellers that just don't want to do it. You know, they just don't want to fix it until the house gets sold. So, um, you know, if, if there is something like that, I just like to hit it off, you know, right when the buyer comes in is that the seller is aware of these items. These are the only items that need fixing. We're going to get them repaired. So at least I hit it, you know, head on that they're not, yeah. that the seller's not going to take care of it. But again, I think it's very important just to have the home show to its best on that first showing. That makes so much sense. I was just thinking about this because when buyers walk through even a 
perfectly man uh, manicured uh, property inside and out, the buyers are still looking at things going, okay, we're going to need to change that. They're already creating a list of things. And the last thing you want to add to their list is, oh, and look, the paint here is chipped. And yeah, we like the paint, but now I have to add that to my list of having to deal with that once it's over. Um yeah, that's a really, really good point is don't add to the buyer's lists in their mind, I guess. Right, right. And again, you know, all of these little things kind of add up in the buyer's mind. My last thing is here in Chicago, especially, we have a lot of condos. And with condos, we have HOA fees or your assessments. And we've got some nice healthy taxes here too in Chicago. So we have to think when pricing a property or presenting a property into the market, you've got to add all those together because that's the cost of ownership. Your HOA fees, again, your assessments, your taxes, and then you have your mortgage and then you have insurance, right? So all of those calculate to that buyer's monthly cost. So we do have to think about when pricing a property or comparing our comps, to take those into consideration. And with interest rates doubling since last year, right, that plays into how much affordability someone has. So we do have to start doing a little math now when we're pricing out our property and at least, again, communicate that with the sellers of that's how buyers are looking at this purchase of, you know, putting all the fees together. So making sure that we communicate that to the seller. And then with all of that, you know, with communication, with your marketing, your photos, um, getting any condition, you know, bad conditions in the home cleaned up and fixed. If the house is still not selling, then it's your price. (laughs) Then you got to go back down to the price. But again, if you've exhausted all of these, um, your seller will know that you've tried everything. I want to pause for a moment to talk about our episode sponsor, our one of my favorite companies out there, Follow Up Boss. Now, after interviewing hundreds of top realtors in the country for this podcast, do you know which CRM is used by more than any other by our guests? Of course, it is Follow Up Boss. And let's face it, following up is the key to taking your business to the next level. Follow Up Boss will help you drive more leads in less time and with less effort. Do not take my word for it. Robert Slack, who runs the number one team in the U.S., uses Follow-Up Boss, and he has built a $1.5 billion business in just six years. Follow-Up Boss integrates with over 250 systems, so you can keep your current tools and lead sources. Also, the best part, they have seven-day-a-week support, so you'll get the help that you need when you need it. And get this, Follow-Up Boss is so sure that you're going to love their CRM that for a limited time, they're offering Keeping It Real listeners a 30-day free trial, which is twice as much time as they give everyone else. And oh, yeah, no credit card required. So you can try it risk-free, but only if you use this special link. Visit followupboss.com forward slash real. That's followupboss.com forward slash real for your free 30-day trial. Follow up like a boss with Follow Up Boss. And now back to our episode. I think those are great great ideas um, and make really a lot of sense because right now there are fewer buyers in the market. So you can't maybe get away with as many imperfections as existed, uh, you know, back uh, a year ago, even when, when rates were, you know, a lot lower. So I, I think that that is really strong point. So agents, you're going to have to either spend a little money yourself or convince the sellers to spend a, a bit of money to do this. And while that's not fun and nobody wants to put the time into, of course, get those imperfections repaired, 
it's going to help the property move a lot faster. Um, people right. expect Instagram perfect um, yeah. properties, which of course no property is, uh, but that's the world we live in now. And so everyone's dinners look perfect from their phone. Yeah. And um, we, we all know that, that, you know, this is just our mindset. And so do everything you, and like Carrie said, if you're, if the agent or sorry, if the seller, the list, the seller hasn't yet, um, you know, corrected some of these imperfections, the, the, the listing agent can get ahead of it and say, hey, we already know there's a list of things we're working on. We're on it. And and this sort of preempts the ability, the the, re, the, the buyer from then having to say, I noticed the grass is kind of bare over here. Right. Um, I think that is so, so smart. It really makes the listing agent look great too. Like, you know, to be able to say, we know over there, the grass is bare, we're getting it fixed. Um, I, I think that's, that's awesome. Cause that's really all that a buyer ever wants to hear is it's being fixed. Like, great. Correct. <laughs> um, Absolutely. So I have a couple of suggestions. I'm sorry, okay. Carrie, did you have more? Cause I wanted to get no. your opinion on this. Yeah. Okay. So I, I need to get your opinion because so right now, our, our listeners and most realtors I know, I have actually two things to talk about today. I'll try to keep them short. But my first one is probably the most important, which is understanding where we actually are as realtors in this market for our buyers and sellers. And what I mean by that is, yes, we know, in, we know inventory is down in most markets. Of course, we know rates have basically doubled, if not more than doubled in the last couple of years. Not a super fun place to be working when you're working with buyers or sellers, really. But maybe it's not a terrible time to buy a property. Now, here's what I mean by that. And, and I, I, do, I don't like to make blanket statements because, of course, it all depends on a million factors. But if you're thinking, oh, my gosh, rates are up, inventory is down, terrible time to buy, um, I'm not so sure that that's objectively true. And here's what I'm saying. Two years ago, when and, and even up to a year ago, we people were buying homes sight unseen for hundreds of thousands of dollars more, maybe millions of dollars more in certain situations uh, above asking price. You know, a lot of things. Um, you know, trying to get deals pushed through at that time was almost impossible. So, if you're talking, if you have buyers who are like, "Well, rates are in the sixes now, and I really wanted rates to be in the threes." Um, what you could do is go back to the properties that maybe they would have been looking at during that time and actually see what they closed for. And then actually running sort of the analysis of, well, that property, you know, the properties that you were looking at before, you know, were, were selling for $150,000 more than uh, what they go for today. And yes, rates have, have maybe doubled, but, you know, you, you can basically what they call date the rate, marry the home. So rates can be refinanced, right? So at some point, do we assume rates can, should come down? Well, I certainly hope so. Um, at some point, we don't know when, um, but it might actually not be as, as devastating to the buyer as it seems because now they're getting a cheaper price point. Yes, the rate's higher, so maybe they pay higher monthly payments for a few years or however long before the Fed cuts rates again. Right. But Boy, it just seems like I, so my point is, is talk to a mortgage, talk to a loan officer, a lending officer, and actually somebody I imagine has a calculator that can figure this stuff out. And it would be a really cool thing for an agent to think about so that when somebody says it's just a bad time to buy, you could say, well, let's, let's actually run some numbers. And I actually, it might not be a bad time to buy. And if you can demonstrate that um, through data, I think people can calm down. Um, so I'm just curious on, on what your thoughts are. 
I agree with that. It's funny that you said that term, date the rate, marry the home, because someone just said that last night, and I thought that was such a great thing. And um, it was came from a mortgage lender, and he said that, um, to your point, is just get the home that you want, get at the price that you want. Rates will come down, and you just refinance out, you know, out of that rate. Yep. So um, I always think too is. Homes are so special, you know, I mean, you have to live somewhere and, yeah. you know, just don't cut yourself short by just looking at, again, the, if the payment's $200 more, $300 more a month, is that really going to change your life? Are you really going to pass up on your dream home? Um, but again, when you do that calculation, it's probably not as bad as you think. I mean, I would, I'd yeah. rather take a higher rate than pay $300,000 over the price of a home personally. Oh, me too. Absolutely. So, I mean, so I guess the- if you, maybe we should do that poll of like, which would you rather have? Would you rather pay $300,000 over or would you rather have a 4% rate versus 7% rate? Right. I, I, I really love this. So, so everyone who's listening, who's a realtor, which is probably everyone who's listening, this is a good thing to, to talk to a loan officer about, see if there are any calculators or, 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 or say, Hey, I'm running into these issues when I'm dealing with buyers and I want to actually compare more apples to apples. So can you help me figure out what the data is? Uh, or, or just at least anecdotally know how to talk about this, like Carrie just did, um, which really makes all the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, we're seeing the news media is, of course, pushing, um, you know, their uh, things that are, are, you know, negative, like rates are up, inventories down. Of course, everyone's seeing that. So as a real estate professional, you need to be able to make sense of that information and bring that back to the client. And it might actually be a really great time for for your buyers to buy, um, but you need to run the numbers. And I think this is um, this is a great time to develop better relationships with loan officers and and pull their feet to the fire because right. they're the ones struggling too, right? If if you don't uh, bring them business, they're not likely to to do well, and they're going through the same issues you are. So this is where I think you reach out to them and say, "What are you guys telling people? You know, what what are you? How can you educate me so I can educate my clients?" So just an, an idea. Maybe the sky. Well, the sky certainly isn't falling, but um, if it feels like the sky is falling, this is an opportunity then to to get some more information so that. And really, it's your job as a realtor to know this stuff anyway. So. Um, but I, I just talk to a lot of depressed realtors these days. So I want everybody to get undepressed, talk to your loan officers and, and find out exactly, um, what, what the real shift is to the, uh, to the, you know, really homeowners really only care about how much money they, they spend a month on their mortgage, right? That's really at the end of the day, the most important thing. And, and if it's only a couple hundred dollars and that doesn't break your client, uh, you know, um, then it seems like, uh, like Carrie said, a bad time to pass up on a dream home. Uh, it's always a bad time to pass up on a dream home if if the pricing's reasonable. Um, this leads me just to one other thing. And, and again, I apologize. This is going to be a little negative, but I think there's an opportunity here. So we're seeing this in, in here in Illinois. Um, we're seeing that there are real estate agents that are exiting the business because it, activity is slowed, of course, you know, and so if you are considering exiting the business, of course, I would encourage you, our whole show is about teaching you how to flourish and we hope that you do stay in. But if that just isn't possible for you, then in many states, there are what call, or what are called holding companies. And here's really all a holding company is. It's a company where your real estate license is active, but you're no longer practicing real estate as an agent. Your license is active, but you're just not really using it. And the reason why people can do, why people do that is because what they can still do do in a holding company is refer business. So we have a holding company here in Illinois. We have about 800, 800 agents in it. And 
what they can do, and, and this is all state, almost all states can do this, by the way. Um, so what you can do is you can park your real estate license. You'll avoid paying all your MLS fees and your association dues and all of the brokerage dues, um, but you can still earn referral commissions. So if you have clients that are come into your life, even though you're not practicing, you can refer them. You can refer them to somebody like Carrie, right? If you're in the Chicagoland area and you can still get paid a referral split. So how it typically works is you, if you have a buyer or seller, you then reach out to someone like Carrie and say, Hey, I've got this buyer. I'm not practicing right now, but I'd love to take a referral uh, split on it. And then you and the other agent would work out the referral split, and then you get paid when the transaction closes. So I know people that have actually made this their full-time job where they don't practice at all, and all they do is refer business to other agents, and they have yep. a tremendous amount of success. Yep. Actually, it's it's funny that you are bringing this up because I received that exact call this morning for someone that's... Um, was never in the business super full-time. They were part-time and this the market shift has really just pushed them out and they want to focus in another direction, which again is is great. And again, we don't want to ever um, talk negative. You know, we want to keep everything positive, but everyone's got to do what they have to do. And this, you know, they asked me to be their referral partner. And, you know, I think it's such a, a brilliant way. I mean, we all obviously want to service our clients and keep things moving. So um, I think it's it's a brilliant idea to support everybody. Yeah. It's one of those things where maybe people who are listening are thinking about even just taking a temporary pause, right? Sometimes people do that. So if you're going to take a, a temporary pause or maybe a more indefinite pause, maybe you've just accepted a full-time job somewhere else and you want to explore that opportunity, but you don't want to lose your license, um, put right. it in a holding company and, and then find someone to refer to. And yeah, it's not why you got in this business. We get it. It's not fun to, to sort of go a different way when you really wanted to be a full-time realtor, but if you're struggling right now and you can't find a way forward, there's kind of a uh, an opportunity to 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 regroup and save some money and, and figure out your next step. So that being said, we encourage you to stay in the business. And also because lots of people are going to be exiting right now, lots of agents will exit. That's just the reality of it. So if you're in and you stay in and you weather through the tough times, you're going to be sitting really well when the market recovers. So I don't think it's a good time to get out of the business, quite frankly. But if you are considering it, there are options. Um, so um, I think I think that's a good place to wrap up. I'm sorry I had to wrap up with something a little negative, but it's really still a nice opportunity if you are thinking of leaving for a, temp for, for a period of time. And but if you follow the, some of the suggestions that you hear from people like Carrie on our show, you will thrive in these in these instances, and you'll actually um, become stronger and better because so many agents will be you know will be exiting or or they'll just be depressed and sort of. Un I, I think that's what's happening too, Carrie. I don't know if you're seeing that um, from from people you know who just seem to be like a little bit down right now. Realtors are struggling. I think. Yeah. No, but we're all here to support each other. So whatever we can do yeah. to help. I love it. Awesome. Well, for everyone who is listening, please. Well, first of all, thank you for making it to the end of our episode. We we love you. We are we just crossed over 400 episodes. We're so grateful to everyone for continuing to support us. Please support uh, us by continuing to listen and also telling a friend. Think of one other agent that could benefit from hearing from um, from people like Carrie and send them a link to our our website, keepingitrealpod.com. Also, um, if you, I want you to watch 
the best thing I can always say about Carrie is not only is she an amazing realtor and really a, a true like icon here in Chicago. So if you ever have any clients that are moving here or you want to partner with another agent uh, here in Chicago, Carrie is amazing. On top of that, she's also does incredible work with her social media. And mm -hmm. I think that if you're an agent looking to do more with social media and you absolutely should, um, Follow what she's doing. Use that as inspiration for what you could do to help your, your branding. Um, and so follow her on Instagram, which is at Carrie McCormick Real Estate. That's uh, link is in our show notes. And Carrie, if anyone out there is wanting to partner with you or work with you directly, what's the best way they should reach out? Always call me 312-961-4612. Or you can email me at Carrie at atproperties.com. Or like you just said, you could follow me. And DM me as someone probably just did. So put that down. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Carrie, thank you. She's Carrie's been with us for years. We we are so grateful to have her. She is an insane powerhouse and somebody that you want to follow because you will never feel like you're having uh there's a bad day in the market when you follow her, um, especially on her Instagram. She's always pivoting, making changes, and having a lot of success. So we're glad to have her on the show as always. And again, thanks to everyone listening. Thanks to Carrie. And we will see everybody on the next episode. All see right. ya. Bye guys.